bringing real talk with real professionals directly to you each week. It's Bringing It Home with John Wilkinson on Vinyl Draft Radio. Now, live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas studio in Houston, here's your host, John Wilkinson, the real estate agent invested in you. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's a lovely Thursday morning, already sweltering like 90 degrees, humidity of 90%. Uh, Gotta love our Houston summer is indeed here, folks. Listen here, folks. Whether you're insuring your first home or even your fourth, uh, it's uh, it's always a good idea to ask a few questions to help you select the right homeowner's uh, insurance policy and make sure that it matches your current needs. Now, while... The cost of your monthly premium is a consideration. It also kind of helps to consider the protection you're getting. Fortunately for everybody today, we once again have Mr. Jason Means of Perfect Policy Insurance. Hello, sir. Good morning. Good morning to you. We have a bunch of random questions for you. And I say we because there's a mouse in my pocket. Apparently, (laughs) Um, I have a bunch of questions. Yeah, random question days. And I think that I, I get a lot of them get thrown at me throughout the process of me helping my clients buy home. And I hear uh, just little, little questions that you, you know, as someone like me, I get to know them as time goes on. But for first time home buyers in particular, it's kind of a, a daunting prospect to find insurance. And I think I've mentioned that to you before that I've always provided them three, three options to, that they can look at, but they, they can do more. And perfect policy is one of those. And it's simply because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal the thunder out of this. It's simply because I really feel that perfect policy is more of a concierge for insurance, for, for, for any insurance, really, not just homeowners, but it could be auto, commercial. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's life. Right. Life. I, yeah. I, I'm always hesitant to take out the life because it seems like that. Well, yeah, we do life, but that's if we have to. That's not how you feel. I'm just well, saying. Yeah. And we're, we're actually good at it while we're on the topic. The thing about... Um, you know, one of the reasons we do life insurance is because homeowners insurance is one of our, our, is our biggest line. But the time when you decide you're going to buy a house is generally one of the very best times to start thinking about getting life insurance too, because you've made a huge investment. And if something happens to you and you've got a $300,000 house that you have to pay for and suddenly you're gone, Mm -hmm. I mean, so when you buy a house is really a good time to start really thinking about, I mean, obviously life insurance is important ever when you have kids, right? That's a really important time. But when you buy a house, that's a really huge investment that if something happens to you, your other half, you know, it's going to be challenging without it. So yeah, it's definitely, yeah. Like I said, the the insurance is just more of a, you know, nothing really helps any kind of loss like that. Oh, of course. but But yes. Why add or compound to that with financial issues things like that I, I understand that i remember back in the day and this really has nothing to do with perfect policy but it does <laughs> have to do with insurance my grandfather passed away and uh my grandmother was telling me um we were talking and you know it had been a little while and she's like months later years later i'm still going through his clothes and i find him you know a receipt for an insurance policy that was like on the matchbook cover that says like, you know, for one penny, you know, you start there. Then they used to do it on matchbooks right. and they used to just any type of way to figure. So he used to just sign up for these random small insurance policies just that way back then. This huh. was back in, I think he passed back in the uh, 
early 90s. So, but that's how they, you know, they just did it. It was like kind of a gimmicky insurance and maybe it only gave them, you know, 20,000 here, but she was finding little things like that around the house. Were there actual policies in Yes, there were actually policies. Wow. So there was just one of those, it, um, you know, it's not like she found billions off of that, well, but yeah, I'm just saying but... she was like, just this is the type of guy he was. So it just goes to show you, he felt that that was uh, important. Not important enough to tell her that they were there. <laughs> she had to come, a, she that had to go rummaging through funny. his pockets. Yeah, but that's funny. They don't do that anymore. Nowadays, I don't see anything. I mean, you may see like the Gerber baby ad, the Gerber insurance, right, right. you know, for less than a dollar a day, <laughs> you know. Know, and then your kids can get ten grand or something. Um, but I want to talk about different types of insurance today with Jason. I want to talk about how um, homeowners and home buyers need to really look and consider these things. And I think it a lot of these questions will probably just open up some more questions. Um, not saying I didn't plan anything because I did. I do have my index cards. That's the way I do. Um, granted, they are written today. I, well, I, I couldn't get my printer to work last night. It's time for a new <laughs> printer, apparently. Um, so I got to write those all here. But I want to bring up something in the beginning, and I want to see if maybe you are starting to see an impact from this certain type of clientele. So we know there's Generation X. We know there's millennials. People talking about millennials all the time. I'm personally tired of, of, of talking about the generational things they're they're by age um i don't even know what generation i is i know my mom was a baby boomer so i'm not sure where i fall with that i think we probably fall in that x area so then came came y then came millennials so y would be my kids they're in their 20s that probably about right probably right see because i I don't know how it works but i've the good news is there's something out there where we can do away with this unless we just really want to classify people that way and i just want to say now I don't think anybody is in that generational class that doesn't want to be. And I, and I do think that millennials, let's say, either are proud to say, I'm a millennial and this is the way I'm going to do it. Or they're like, just people and this, this is the value that I want. That's the new, the new generation that's coming out. And it has nothing to do with age. It's called Generation C. Have you heard of Generation C? I have C? not heard of this. I'm intrigued. Generation C, and this is, and I found, I actually heard about this yesterday, um, and I had, I was very fortunate to talk with um, and be part of a uh, class with uh, Sherry Chris. She is the president and CEO of Better Homes and Gardens National oh, wow. uh, Corporation. So she's she's the big wig up there out of New York, and um, she was talking about this generation, and, and not from a financial standpoint, but more of a living standpoint. And it really kind of hit hard with me because I, whether you like a millennial or not, we really have been hitting hard. And it seems to me that every generation that isn't the current generation always hits that. And she brought that up. She said, look, it's not an age thing anymore. This, this, this generation C is more cultural, but that's not what the C stands for. The C really stands for um, creation, curation, connection, and community. Those, that's the generation that's evolving, and it has nothing to do with the year you were born. Nothing to do with age. So you and I don't have to be Generation Xers. We can be C's. <laughs> we can be C's. And, and, and that's really where we're going. If you think of, even if you say this is a millennial, take a look at what they're doing. The mentality of what we call millennial, the, the millennial generation, is that of creation. Let's take a look at it. Let's take a look at the advance in electronics, you, you know, the, you the computer, the curation of, of things, the building, not, not just creating it, but also 
uh, curating them, the connection to people. Look at that. Oh, we, yeah. We social are connected, network, not just time. social media. We are doing a lot more um, face-to-face with the social media at the same time, live videos and stuff like that. Um, and then community. Let's talk about it. You can look at all, you know, uh, you know, sometimes it might might have been considered bad, whether you can, you know, call gentrification of areas different or whatever that may be. That is now community is part of it. And that puts no limit on age. So I would like to say I am officially, <laughs> officially Generation C. I'm not an X. My kids aren't a Y. Don't care about any Zs. I briefly heard something about a Generation Z. I briefly heard about it. I am not sure where that is. I thought it was like zombies or something. <laughs> and uh, millennials, I just want you to know this. You have every right to be, be a millennial if you want to be a millennial because the time you grew up in. But I think it's kind of a fascinating fact that there's that cultural aspect of things. So you haven't heard about that. I have not. I have not. But I can see how, and really, I think uh, social networking probably has driven a lot of this because social networking isn't isn't limited to the millennials or the Ys or the That's Xs. Right. My mom is a huge social networker, and she's 70-plus. So... <laughs> That's our moms are so different. My mom actually texted me for the first time. (laughs) Hi, it's mom. How are you? (laughs) I've never received a text from my mom. I'm still in shock from that. But yeah, but I think it's uh, allowed a lot of people to allow their personality to come out um, on their own terms, really. Right. You know, because everybody has their own personality on their Facebook page or you know, whatever network you're on, whether it's Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever, but you know, everybody has their opportunity to be, you know, who they are regardless of age. That's, and, and so, that's, yeah. and so I'm just throwing this out there to everybody, business owners, myself, yourself. Um, that's, that's going to be a generation we really have to look at. It sounds like, uh, everything's hunky dory, peace and love with that kind of thing, because it's something for everybody. But, Obviously, there's got to be ways to deal with people like that because they're going to be extremists. And there's got to be, when I say that, it's not in a negative way. I'm going to say we have to learn how to work with each other in those things, thus fostering the creation, curation, connection, and community. Um, And uh, to go back to social media, I would like to, if, again, you label yourself as a millennial, I would like to just go back and say thank you. Um, It's because of your generation that this... This culture can now exist. The combination of your generation with the values of past generations and the ever-changing and, and evolving world that we're in, we've now created that Generation C. Wouldn't it be nice to know that the next generation is just called Generation C and the, and the generation after that? Or C for converts. We're all converts. Yeah, yeah. We, do, we just turned <laughs> out. We, we disregarded the age thing, and it's all about that. Now, that being said, I also did find out there's and I'm sure this isn't the only area, but there, there's some areas in New York that are going through some remodeling, and they have been for years, obviously. And uh, you always hear about Brooklyn and the Bronx, and they used to be like this, and now they're like this. Well, it's gotten to a point now where the newer generation has taken over some of those old established areas, and they've upgraded things, and they're making this um, um, most... 75% of New York is a rental, by the way. Just want everybody to know that. Huh. You would think, and again, this is something I learned from Sherry Chris yesterday, 75% of New York is rental. You don't really own there. So that means 25% of the people own in New York, in New York City, Manhattan. Um, now, with that being said, they're building new buildings where people can move in. That's 
pretty much a modular place where you move in you can have everything there from your stores on the lower floor to workout centers so you almost don't have to leave your building and the new you know they're saying millennials are loving it and they're the ones who actually built it and you know bought it and then built it into this and they're moving in but because of the generation c attitude of things and one you can't say no one you can't live here if you, you can afford it so you go in there and you move in there they're actually that generation uh the millennial generation is now complaining that the uh, other t- people are too old that they shouldn't be able to buy there. So I don't know what that means for the cultural part of things. Interesting, okay. Yeah, they, they actually said, oh, they're complaining because there's old people there. And the old people can afford it and buy it. But now, so I don't know if that's necessarily just about millennials. I'm just saying they're the age group that bought this property and do that. But because of laws that are there, they can't do it. But I thought that was interesting that hmm. this this culture that has spawned technology and now this, culture, this Generation C um, being spawned from it is now turning into uh, non-inclusion <laughs> in huh. some areas. We're building our special oasis, and we don't want old people on there. <laughs> I'm on that cusp of that generation where I might be considered old. Uh, yeah, I think we both are. Yeah, right? so <laughs> I, I, I kind of have to look out for those things. Uh, nothing right away started with that, but uh, eventually we will. Um, all right, folks. Well, we've got so many things to talk to Jason about besides my rambling about generations. And maybe we'll even talk about cultural C or, or Generation C again because I'm now thinking of ways to work with the Generation C. I'd like to be part of it, but I, you know, obviously it would take a little more time than I'm, I'm, I'm obviously putting into that now. But I would certainly like to be a big, big part of that. Um, so when we come back with uh, Jason Means for Perfect Policy, we are going to ask him about homeowner uh, insurance. We are going to talk a little bit about different types of insurance. And then I'm going to ask him some specific questions uh, specifically from my clients that I've had over the past few weeks. Always, always an important thing to do. Matter of fact, Jason, I've started recording them. So pretty much by our next show that I have with you, I should have some recorded questions so I don't have to keep remembering them and writing them (laughs) down. Um, So I'll get a little more specific on that. All right, folks, stay tuned. And if you are watching us on Facebook, be sure to know that you can listen to the rest of the show at www.vinyldraftradio.com. Be sure to listen to us every Thursday if you're just watching us today. Hey, put us in the background once you go to that website. Continue on with your work. Look like you're doing something at work today. (laughs) See you in a little bit, folks. Hey, welcome back, folks. Again, if you're just joining us, we are with Jason Means, Perfect Policy Insurance. Hi again, Jason. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. <laughs> at this point, folks, from this point forward, we will be doing the show in Espanol. No, no, we would never get that far. I, or, or Spanglish at be, best. Yeah, that would be the end of the show. Right yeah, there. we'd be done. We'd be walking out the door. All right, folks. So in case you didn't know, Jason Means is owner of Perfect Policy Insurance. And Perfect Policy Insurance is not... An insurance company, as a lot of us will think about insurance companies, as we hear, you know, we think of, you know, the big insurance companies after they handle everything and this and that. I've said it before, going to say it again. To me, Perfect Policy is your insurance concierge. I, I you know, I, I don't want to make it like it's too simple because there's a lot involved in what Jason and his uh, staff do. Now, just just a little reminder, Jason has. 
four locations. They have phones, so you don't have to live in those specific locations. You can actually call from, you know. Anywhere in, in the surrounding area. Yeah, they, they do Texas coverage. But if you want to go see somebody's bright and smiling face or play Fine Jason today because he's going to be hopping through uh, all of these areas, he has locations in Mont Bellevue, League City, Beaumont, and Magnolia. All beautiful places. Yes, and all spread out around the edges of Houston. One of these days, I might get something a little bit more central. Yeah, I was going to say, all you need something is in the in the middle, and then you can kind of get right. like the knit thing going exactly. on. Exactly. I like it. Now, I did notice, and maybe I'm wrong, I did notice on Facebook that uh, I only saw three Facebook pages. Right. Uh, Beaumont hasn't started a Facebook page just yet, dire- you know, directly a, a Beaumont f- uh, perfect policy page. So, gotcha. you know, I mean, sometimes it's good just to have one, but I can understand the need for the individual office. Yeah. It, it, it gives you ownership. Sure. I, I get it. I yeah. get it. All right. So first off, was your daughter's birthday beside her being sick? And not an insurance question, but <laughs> I just wanted to follow up. She actually had a great time at her birthday party. And then pretty much as soon as it ended, just crashed. And uh, she, I, I don't know what kind of virus or something that she had but she just went from 100 to zero and uh took her to the doctor and everything couldn't really find anything but she was good after you know a day of a full day of rest and uh she's good but she had a great birthday we had it early because her birthday actually isn't until july 15th but wow that is a little early well and the reason is these days because so many parents take their kids away Mm. for the summer if you try to do a summer birthday there won't be anybody around so we just did it right after school ended so that there would be some people still around well uh, take it from somebody who knows you made a wise choice (laughs) i I was scarred as a kid and i have only celebrated one birthday oh wow since i was eight years old so that's funny yeah Yeah. so thank you for being a good parent and not scarring your (laughs) kid she had a great time so that's probably what it was she was just so Went out full board during her birthday. She probably just wore herself out (laughs) and just, you know, physically takes its toll. All right. Well, good to hear. Nothing serious at all with that. So let's really talk about insurance because that's kind of what you do. Um, First, I want to ask you, this is, I had somebody on Facebook a couple days ago go, guys, is there anybody that shops auto insurance? (laughs) Hmm. I was like. Ah, I know who to, who to send this. So I, I private messenger and I said, hey, you know, just so you know, I, I don't know how many. I, I, don't, I haven't used them to shop auto insurance, but I know that they shop insurance and find the best thing for you. Have you give Perfect Policy a try. Go to their website or you can call one of their things. And I said, uh, I've had them help me shop for homeowners policies. So I wanted to ask you about auto insurance. Uh, and I could be wrong here, but I'm assuming you don't shop about 100 Auto insurance people, right? Maybe well, more, I mean, maybe there's less. Really, not a hundred auto carriers alone. When we say we shop a hundred carriers, that's between life and home and auto, everybody, and commercial. Okay, gotcha. You can be, there's you know a lot of companies and a lot of them specialize. Um, so there are companies that will do homeowners insurance that don't do auto insurance and gotcha. vice versa. So and a lot of people think. The only way to get a good deal is to combine both your policies with one company. You know, well, that's because it's advertised like that for exactly. a lot of companies. Come on. And the reality is, there's you know 20 plus different discounts that are available from any given company. Uh, a, a combination discount is one. So that's not the only way to get it, the best discount. Really, the best way is to shop 
all the carriers in each meet each market and then find out which one likes you the most in each market and then combine them together. And as far as contacting, you still only have one agent, perfect policy, right? Uh, to make a phone call if you need something. So, right. That's why I say you're a concierge. It's kind of like, think of it this way. You go to a hotel and you walk down to the lobby. You go to the concierge desk and you say, I'm looking for tickets for the show. Can you, can you, can you find me some tickets for this at, right. at, at, a, at a good price? Right. And you don't work for the Hamilton show, you know, the Hamilton right. traveling uh, Broadway show, but you have the connection to get them connected to that. That's pretty much exactly. Right. A and good, that's the other com- thing that comes up that, and you brought that into it. You, you, you're not being compensated or paid through the purchase of that from the buyer. It's not like a tacked on fee that the, actual underwriter puts on there to say, Hey, out of this. I mean, as far as we know, you could, if you could contact those people, uh, the underwriter, they would charge you that same, same price. price. Yeah. So correct. It's just part of the deal of doing business. You, you know, you take, it's a referral business basically in that aspect is that this insurance company is taking a little bit less on the policies because Jason referred and, and, and matched you up to the perfect underwriter for what you want and need. That is correct. So it's just like click through. So I'm just saying that, and that's, you know, in that aspect, perfect policy is not a middleman in the sense that a lot of middlemen get paid to be in the middle. So regardless of what you're paying or not, they don't really care. I mean, they might get a bigger slice of pie, but they know they're getting paid, you know, out of your policy. So the more that you pay, the more they can make, but Perfect policy, on the other hand, just says, look, this policy costs this. This is how much I'm going to get. Yeah, no matter we have what. no it's, ability to, to change the pricing of the policy. We just stop them, find out which one fits best, and that's you're, it. You're a doorway to perfection. That's right. There we that's go. Right. All right, so auto insurance, um, we do know that we shop there. Now, is the, the, the procedure is the same if they can call different, you know, they can call different insurance companies to find out quotes direct underwriters uh, i guess in that case they can call you and then you do the shopping same way you do the home you kind of right. match up what they're looking for and what they need that same same way for life uh auto commercial uh home it's we we gather all the information that we need we rate all the policies make the phone calls do whatever it is that you know is required to get the quotes and then let you know what we find pretty much all right so you've given us an overview of what you do i'm trying to picture this and i'm gonna throw only because i the only person i know outside of you from perfect policy is danielle so i'm gonna i'm gonna you know throw her name out there so daniella gets a call from uh mr so-and-so and and mr so-and-so says hey danielle i heard about you on the bring it home radio show um I think I'm going to give you a shot. You're going to, you know, look over some policies for me. So I want you to, you know, look at my home policy. What kind of information first are you going to need from me right then and there? Um, Well, I mean, when it comes to home insurance. Yeah, I went from auto to home. Which is fine. But with home insurance, a lot of times we can get by with as little as a, a name and an address. Um, the other factors that can really play in are how old is your roof or what kind of plumbing do you have? Those can be factors that so you need to determine. know that. So yes, that, that would be helpful. Sometimes we can find other information, like we, you know, what type of roof do you have? Um, like a hip roof. A lot of people, I, I never heard of hip roofs until I got into insurance. That uh, hip roof is a roof that's shaped kind of like a pyramid. So it's angled down on all sides. Right. It's much more wind resistant. So a lot of companies provide a discount for that. So hmm. if we can find that you have a hip roof, then that can help, you know, from a discount perspective. 
Um, but uh, if it's an older home, they a lot of companies need to know if there's been updates. You know, your, your plumbing's not original from 1948, or your electrical is, you know, fuse boxes from, you know, the 50s. There's, those things can have an impact. If if they are, you know, we we have options, but if if we can get more updated information, we can get you, a, you know, the better situation. So you brought up something, and that was informative, but, and I want to continue on with that train of thought, but first, you brought up a point of, uh, you know, the more you know about your home, the better. Am I, am I right that when it comes to, say, um, when, it, when it comes to quoting policies on a new home versus an older home, generally your newer home policies, you know, even though the house is maybe the same size, your newer home policies are going to cost you less. Yes, there's absolutely no question about that. And give me the reasons why that is. Well, it, it's because people think, oh, it's older, so it's not going to cost that much to replace. Well, but that's not. I mean, you still have to build. You know, from that perspective, replacement cost. You still have to build. A, you know, whether it's a twenty-two hundred square foot house that's new or old, you still have to build a new house. Add a newer materials. Add a newer materials and all that stuff. So that's not really what impacts it. What what makes the new house less expensive is it's new. So the plumbing is new. The electrical is new. The roof is new. Less risk on the system. It's just less risk. So and stuff know. is up to code. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to pay somebody for that stuff again. That's right. That's ah. right. So that just makes it a better risk. So companies, almost every company gives a, a nice discount for a brand new house because that's, and that's the, what it is. That's is the it primo a discount? preferred business. Yeah, they give it. A, it's just a discount. At what point does that discount disappear? Do they say that, okay, you've been with us 20 years and you have this new home <laughs> discount on Well, I mean, policy. and it's from company to company. That's that's not huh. a regulated thing. So every company decides what they do, what you know, how they deal with that. Some companies after, you know, 8, 10 years, they'll say, okay, well, that, you know, new home discount is, is not relevant what anymore. Just one year what if it's just one term is that possible that they do have you seen that mm, not generally i mean it's still a new house and the risk is still better if it's a new house but it's all subjective so. it's based on that is that a question that you would expect uh, someone to answer well hey i'm getting a 500 dollars a year discount for it's a new home how long is that going to last um i don't think we've really fielded that so much uh and it's going to be different from company to company so, but that's what's beautiful about Perfect Policy is, listen, if, if you get a, a, a bill in the mail or if we notice that companies are just raising rates in general, we, we look at a lot of stuff ourselves automatically. But if you just notice that yours has gone up uh, dramatically, you just give us a call and say, hey, you know, what happened here and are there other options? We shop it again and we'll see which company is best for you then because the companies are constantly jockeying for position to, to get business if they get if they've gotten too much too fast they'll raise the rates and and shut off zip codes if they're you know been slow and want to raise more revenue they'll lower their rates and open up zip codes and and ask for business well and that's why perfect policy is who you go to all right folks stay tuned we got some more jason means with perfect policy coming up Hey now, welcome back. Mr. Jason, you're still here. Always appreciate it when I can see you after the, uh, for the second part of the hour <laughs> and you're still around. I, I envision one day I'll look over and there'll just be a chair spinning. Well, yeah, like you the, do in the, the padlock on the door, though, that kind of... You're not of, supposed uh... to say anything about that. <laughs> okay, um, so if you're just joining us, we have been talking with Jason Means, perfect policy owner and all-around good guy. Well, thank you. What did you say you were going to tomorrow night again? 
The Eagles. The Eagles. I am 50 years old and never have seen the Eagles in concert. And oddly enough, my eight-year-old son is a fan, loves him some Eagles. So guess who I'm going to take with me? Your wife. No, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> you're going to be like, you're not going. I didn't get to go when I was a kid. <laughs> so he was, he's very excited. Uh, he loves the uh, he, he loves going to these music events, which it, it's kind of funny because he wears earmuffs when he goes. <laughs> I, I think I saw a picture but yeah, at a sporting it, game, maybe. He wears the earmuffs when he goes to the concerts, which you can obviously still very much hear the music, but he just, you know, loud sound is just is a, is a lot for him, but he still loves being there uh, for sure. So That's good. It'll, That's be, good. Uh, it'll be fun. He'll, it's pure he'll stimulation, it. and yeah, it's certainly something he could say when he grows up, and you know, I mean, people already consider Eagles, you know, and some people, I'm not going to mention who, may not be a big fan of the Eagles, but I would say <laughs> that most people when they hear the eagles they think of classic rock they think part of the culture and definitely icons in the rock and roll world yeah definitely in the the, uh so he can say i saw them i actually went to that that'd that'd be like you and i being able to say yeah we went to the doors yeah or the beatles or the beatles exactly man you can say that you've seen that that would be pretty look if if people are still wearing t-shirts of the bands from a long time ago, that's the band that you want to go see when that's you can, right. if you can, before it's too late. That's right. So, that's right. I'm on know. a mission on those on those uh, bands these days. That's perfect. Include the family like you're doing. You were definitely a good family man, from what I can tell on uh, at least Facebook. And you're probably either that or you're putting on a good front oh, with things. I'm, I'm I'm good on the Facebook front. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got to catch up a little bit, maybe. I know you've been really busy. All right. So let's get back to a little insurance. Another area I want to jump to again, still insurance related, as most of this will be. I want to go over again with you. How can Perfect Policy, how can the employees of Perfect Policy help realtors? I mean, I, I have my idea of what I try to do um, um, with Perfect Policy for my clients, but I want you to tell me where you think you can benefit. And we've sure. talked about it before, but I'm sure we've got new realtors listening to us. Yeah, sure. Well, um, you know, a large part of our business is based around helping realtors and mortgage brokers, you know, get get the information they need to close close homes. And uh, the, the most obvious thing is we can do a quote for a home so you can have the numbers to work with to find out is this person going to be able to qualify for for this loan to get this house. Right. Um, so you have an idea. Is this, is this house going to be $1,200 or $4,000 for insurance? Um, is it in a flood zone? You know, what kind of flood insurance costs might we be looking at? Um, we do it's pretty easy for us to do a flood zone determination. So, uh, you know, the bank's going to gonna tell you, but if you want to know in advance are there homes in a flood zone or not, give us a call. We just need an address and a name to stick on it, and we can do a flood zone determination and let you know it's in an X zone, so you should be in good shape uh, All right. going forward. Now, I'm not going to toot my own horn here, even though it will kind of sound like it, but I, I want everybody to know that uh, a, a lot of good realtors do this. Um, as part of the offer process, if I have a question about flood in particular, not so much the insurance policy, because I know they're going to be different, but really it's the flood that's going to make the biggest difference here where we are uh, in Galveston or, you know, the Clear Lake area in general, actually Houston in general, sure. your flood zones. So I always, if I have um, 
you know, literally it's a, it, it could be a dividing line on the same block between flood zones. So here we have to kind of check. So if we're ever in question, we're in areas that do have these um, risk flood zones, which I guess AE would be the biggest one that we kind of see here. Or um, A is pretty common. You know, coastal, we have a lot of coastal here. And right. Coastal zone, you know, an AE is an area that's low that, that can flood. Right. And that's... Pretty much, we're in a little bowl here in Houston. If right. you think and about it, and there's a lot of area there. Yeah. The on the coast where the, your, your home is subject to wave wash, like if the if the tidal if there's a tidal surge and you might actually get waves. Those are V zones. Those are the really more expensive ones. Those because, are your multi multi thousands. Yeah, they can be. It depends on how you know the home is built. How high it yeah, is. If basically. you're four feet above your base flood elevation in a V zone and your home is built well, then you still can get very reasonable flood insurance. But if not, it's, it's not gonna be going 450. to be expensive no but it can be still reasonable it can be a thousand dollars instead of seven seven or eight yeah i've seen yeah. policies of seven eight thousand so here here's a little bit uh, again to follow up with that your real estate agent um is going should be not wanting to waste your time too much and remember flood insurance has to be considered in your offer it may not be a big deal most of the time your agent should be able to alert that to you um, and if you're listing in your real estate agent utilize uh, utilize uh, the fine folks at perfect policy give them a call if you're unsure about the flood zone I mean quite honestly I know I can look online and find flood zones but to me, I can I can find different flood zones for the same property online. So I'm never really 100% sure. I don't know how to read flood maps 100%. Right. Well, and reading a flood map can be a little bit challenging. That's not what we do. What we right. do is we plug the address into the flood determination system, and it just says this address is an X zone or this address is an A zone. And that that's how they determine it. So you're not going to have – if you look at a map and it's kind of close – you could be wrong or right depending on what you decide. Right. Um, when we plug in the address and push the button and it says it's an X zone, it's an X zone. Very few except there are some cases where a bank says, hey, we've got this elevation certificate that we've got from 1984 that says this is an A zone, so we're going to make you do that. Um, we can do some research and, and try to dispute that, but there are some cases you know, where they're just going to make you do whatever they want right for, for that but um for the most part when we do the flood zone determination it's going to be accurate and you'll you'll know what you're working with well, uh, and that's and that's a key again realtors i know you want to do the best for your 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 clients so be sure to you know check that don't don't waste your time writing an offer if your client is going to find it cost prohibitive for that insurance uh whether it's flood or the total policy believe it or not you can get pretty much an idea of what those costs are before you even put in an offer. Even though the actual policy might change a little bit based on the consumer, it's never going to change crazy amount where they're going to go, oh, you know, $500 more a year really for the house is not going to be that bad for them right. Right, in terms of insurance policy. So at least give them the consideration of what they would be expecting. So that back i'm back on the phone with daniela okay we're going back with uh, with daniela and so now I, i've told you a, a little bit so the process is you've asked me some information about the house that you you figure we're happy you, you, daniela goes okay i'll get back to you mr so-and-so and uh, it was a pleasure talking with you hang up the phone what does daniela do next well she takes all that information and one by one plugs it into the rating system for each company 
that is going to be relevant. Now, one of the things is that Daniela is going to have in her bag of tricks is she's done this a couple of hundred times, probably in the last few weeks. So she's going to know, based on some information, which companies are just not going to be relevant right off the bat. So we're not going to quote 50 companies because we know 35 of them are going to be irrelevant right. based all, all, right off the bat. She's going she's gonna to know which ones are going to be the ones that are going to be relevant. And she's going to quote all those. Now, when you then, say quote, she plugs the information into the computer that boy, she just got off the phone. Yep. One at a time. Put in name, address. Each company. Each company. All right. So this, there's work this, involved this, here. Yeah. This, this brings up a good point. We kind of talked about this during the break. So now you're thinking, well, I can do that stuff, right? But no, you can't for a couple different reasons. Well, one, you don't have access to that's it to the companies. You I don't mean, have the direct access to yeah. them. Most companies don't sell directly to the customer. Even if you call a State Farm or an Allstate, they have agents that work for them. There's really very few companies that you call directly and get a quote directly from the carrier. They're, you know, you need an agent to help you. So you're if you try to do it all completely by yourself, you're, you're going to knock out seventy percent of your carriers right off the bat anyway because they're not even going to be available because they only sell through an agent so right. and that's 70 percent. the other key to this is that above anything else besides the ever-changing insurance industry and regulations and policy insurance changes all the time there's no way that we as the layman in the, the the homeowners we can understand our policy and ours at a time but when shopping for them do we really understand how to compare the apples to apples and orange oranges perfect policy provides that right it's all, I mean, you want to, your point is very valid. You could go, if you had access to all the information, you would still have to know what you're doing to value your house the right way, uh, to add the right endorsements to make sure you've got the coverage that you really should have. Um, you know, there's, there's processes that are involved there that you're just not going to be aware of. And here's here's something that came up out of that, just to kind of tie into that a little bit. I had a, uh, a a client call me. They shop for insurance, and I don't know if they've actually listened to my advice, but they did shop the list that I had sent them and did some on their own. And they came back and they said, "Oh, we we, we found a policy, and the replacement cost is exactly what you know we're paying today for the sale price." So it's so, and I had to explain to them. It's not the value of the house that you're insuring on replacement cost. It's the rebuilding. Right. So if we build a house today, it costs $300,000. Good chance next year that house may take $350,000 yeah, to build. Or somewhere in between, but yes, yeah. absolutely. And that changes dramatically. When you talk about the value of a house, like on a Galveston CAD, Mm-hmm. I mean, that versus the replacement costs are going to be very, very different. So if, or, or what you pay for a house is irrelevant to what it would cost to build that house, you know, when you buy a house. So that's, you know, that's you need help with really figuring that out. And, and you do. You can't say I made a deal. I got a bargain because my, you know, my. Because I underinsured my house. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> what you're saying. So, yeah. again, it, it's I'm not saying that it would have changed your price too much. What I'm saying is, is for your own protection. Right. Look at that replacement value as what it is. If I'm going to build my house again tomorrow, the next day, it's going to cost me more than it did 
six months ago when they started sure. building this sure, house. You bet. So new homes. All right, folks, we are coming up on the last last hurrah with uh, Jason Means uh, from Perfect Policy. So stay tuned. We'll finish this up and uh, send you off on your way. Hey, welcome back, folks. Yes, it's sad to say, but this is the last portion of the show with Jason Means today. So as we all shed a little tear, we also are probably wondering, what does Jason do at uh, Perfect Policy? Well, we know he's the owner. And I'm kind of seeing this guy walking around, you know, with his hands in his pockets. No, not true. I don't see that at all. Jason, tell me about it. What, 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 what you got going on there? We know you have some great employees. Sure. Well, and that's, that's my main, main thing is to make sure I've got great people. Uh, when I started the business back in 2005, of course, I <clears throat> did most of the quoting and writing and all of those types of things. But um, as you grow, you, you can't write every policy and and quote every policy right. and pay for every policy and do all those things or you wouldn't be able to grow past a very small amount so you know my role is more to hire good people train good people and be there as a resource but um i have a, a little bit of a funny story actually uh, it was a take your kid to work day here not too terribly long ago and i took my son and he knows i'm the boss so <laughs> so he's thinking you know as the boss you know I'm expecting to see certain things. There's that, some perks that, that he's doing. Yeah. So anyway, we we walk in uh, for the first time, and uh, I've got my uh, four four. I think I've got four employees in there at the at the time. We walk in, and I walk to my desk, and he stops in the middle, and he's just looking at me. I'm like, "What's up? What's up, bud?" He's like, "Well, when are you when are you going to start telling people what to do?" <laughs> the expectation is that he's thinking I'm there telling people every step of the way what they should be doing all throughout the day. That's what the boss does. So I do explain to him, no, the boss hires good people, trains them and, and lets them do their job and stays out of their way. So Not where did he get that perception? You I don't know. I mean, it's the, a good, the, you got to love the youth. Yeah. Uh, I, maybe from teacher, maybe because, you know, as a teacher, the teacher stands in front of the class and directs the students, you know, all day long and is teaching and doing stuff. Maybe he thought maybe a boss is kind of like a teacher in yeah, that maybe they're so. in control of what's going on I'm sure TV doesn't help the either, the stereotypical yeah. But TV I just shows. thought it was funny. They all laughed because he just stood there like dumbfounded like why aren't you telling people what they should be doing right now <laughs> so <laughs> you're not doing anything dad <laughs> yeah. what did i do today absolutely nothing nobody was bossed around <laughs> right exactly <laughs> no one was written up <laughs> no one had to go to the principal's office i get you um well and that's that's a kind of a I guess a very good insight into some innocence about things. But the fact is at this age, not only is he an Eagles fan, but he actually learned something at work today. That's right. That maybe will stay with him the rest of his life. I think there's no doubt. That's, that's always a good thing on that. All right. So we've got a couple more areas to kind of, uh, or let's say areas. Um, yeah, I guess there are areas that we could talk about in our final part because I want to make sure we're, we're sending people home with as much as we can because, you know, that's, that's our job. We want them to bring home some information about insurance today. Let's, let's beat a dead horse. Let's talk about flood a little bit. And the reason I call it a dead horse is because we're so used to it here in, in Texas. And um, a couple things that came up, and, and, and I need you to confirm this. I saw some Facebook posts this past week from uh, real estate agents saying, folks, if you don't, you know, there's a, there's a 
there's a storm that could possibly form into a front this week, and this was actually this week. Um, you know, if you don't have flood insurance, get it. Don't be like, you know, the last time we, we had a storm come through, um, which happened to be Harvey. So a couple specifics I, I, you know, I want you to throw out there about flood insurance that maybe the homeowners need to know about getting flood insurance. I know there's time. Sure. Yeah, so please hit well, that. Well, one of the things that can be misunderstood as far as when can you get flood insurance, you can get flood insurance during hurricane season. That's not a problem. Right. Um, you can buy it at any point. The The challenge for you and the way that FEMA regulates that people don't wait until stuff is imminent and then buy flood insurance is there's a 30-day wait for a flood insurance policy. So if you want to get flood insurance, you just you need to be proactive because if you wait until the storm is in the Gulf, it's too late for, for that. Now, is that name storm? Or is that just any kind of there, well, significant weather when that it, may be coming up? Well, when it well when it comes to flood insurance, there there's no rules on storms. You can buy flood insurance anytime you want. Gotcha. It's just going to be a thirty day wait. So that, that's it, plain and simple. Yeah. So here's so, how that ties into you, the home buyer, instead of just the homeowner. Think about that. If you are buying a house today and you're closing on it tomorrow, that's when your insurance goes into effect. But you have a 30-day wait period. Is that what you're saying? Well, the, the one exception is if you're buying a home and there's a loan on that house, mm -hmm. that if you buy insurance the day that you close, the day of. not the day after, but if you start your policy the day that you close, then you can get insurance that day. Okay. So that's important. That's fantastic to know because that gives you, you know, a lot of people say, ah, I'll just get it. I'll get, maybe I'll get it next month. You know, and I'll pay that four fifty. Say you're you're just in a or four hundred, whatever it right, may be, sure. um, for your non risk area. That's a big determination. You miss that. You you figure you're going to save four hundred bucks for the month till your next paycheck. That's might be fine, but I, I'm just saying. Then you're looking at sixty days because you've waited thirty days, and now it's another thirty day wait. Yep. And so, so. if anything happens in that sixty day period, so that's good to know if you're buying a home. Arrange it to get the flood insurance. Yeah, you can talk to, and I can only quote in, in where I live, Friendswood. You could talk to the three thousand homeowners in Friendswood. Um, majority of them did not feel they needed flood insurance, which you, they, for all intents and purposes, they don't need it. But they did need it this one time, yep. and they may need it again. Yeah. So, folks, learn from the lesson there. But that's good to know, especially if you're buying a home. Get your flood insurance. It's it's worth that risk. I have not had to use flood insurance in the 10 years I've lived in the house that I'm in. But I know the moment I don't do that, it's going to happen. <laughs> Murphy's I am, Law. I am the Murphy's Law recipient. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Um, so thank you for that about flood because I think that was pretty important. So, folks, if you're buying a home now, if you're if you not in a – you own the home already and you're not in the preferred – Get just. I can only recommend it the most. Get it. I, I mean, if you break it down over a year, if you're in one of those desirable flood zones, which there are a lot of them here oh, in the lots. area, sure. Just you know, break that out over a twelve month period, and you know, do you, and don't forget. And now, flood insurance is is one lump sum a year. It's not like yeah. The one thing about flood insurance is there are no payments. There's right. no way to make payments on a flood insurance policy. It's painful. Uh, so that's a good thing to be prepared for. Right, right. And like I said, it could be, you know, 400 to 450. I, I've seen one come in that was 395. Yeah, and it depends on how much coverage you get. 
I mean, if you have $125,000 of coverage versus $250,000 of coverage, it's going to be less expensive. So it's just a, it's all tiered. Okay, and there are different rates there. All right. All right, folks, we hear that clogging in the background, and I do see Miss Dorsey in the window. That means it's time for us to say goodbye and for you to say hello to Miss Dorsey and her show coming up right after mine. Folks, next week, we appreciate you being here, and enjoy the rest of your week, and have a fantastic weekend, even though it may be a little bit wet. Bye now. <laughs>